0: PRO GROUP MANAGEMENT WORKERS COMP THAT WORKS FOR YOU.
1: WELCOME TO NEVADA NEWSMAKERS ON THE BROADCAST TODAY WHAT TURNS OUT TO BE A DEBATE BETWEEN FRED LOCKEN AND RANDY THOMPSON is COMING UP NEXT ON an ALL NEW NEVADA NEWSMAKERS.
0: Carson. The Do It Right Guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com.
1: Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot hardware store and a whole lot more. It's huge with clothing, power equipment, tools, and of course, hardware. Big R is located on Bering Boulevard in Sparks next to Smith's and opposite Reed High School. Big R. Hardware and a whole lot more.
2: It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino.
1: Nevada Newsmaker Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's
2: greatest virtue. Is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shan, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers
0: broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shand.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are pleased to welcome back to the program Randy Thompson. She is a political consultant these days, and Fred Locken is professor of political science at Truckee Meadows Community College. Um, as we are doing this today, uh, the legislature is underway. Randy, you attended what were your thoughts from being there? Well, in comparison with two years ago, when nobody was allowed in the building.
2: Well, nobody's allowed in the building. Yeah, at least the building was open. They do have a metal detector. You have to go through a metal detector, which did they, actually we did that last session too, so yeah. that's not too unusual. Um, a lot of young children. Okay, a lot of. I mean, like attachés working for the legislators that were probably on their campaign. Um, As so I was saying a story, one of them came in like three hours late, and one of the older attachés said, "Well, you know, you need to take that off my timesheet." She goes, "Well, it snowed. <laughs> okay, you're three hours late. So this might be the first job for some of these kids. Uh, I feel sorry for these new legislators who don't have seasoned people sitting in front of their office." because it's, it's gonna hurt them, it's gonna hit them big that this is actually grown up time now. But even the legislators are so, a lot of youngsters down there. So after 30 years, I decided to retire from lobbying, but I was down there yesterday and they're going, why are you here? I'm like, because I just had to come watch the spectacle. So, you yeah.
1: <laughs> Fred, uh, you know, uh, my good friend Sig Rogich, uh, got term limits passed in the state, and we are seeing this in full flower with mm-hmm. so many new people. Uh, it was interesting just a few weeks ago looking at the list of committee members and seeing how many people I did not know.
0: It is, uh, this is actually the full flower of the of the term limits. They've, they've uh, cycled out now in such numbers that uh, it is. And I think it, it shows already in terms of sort of a, a disheveled approach to the start. Uh, it, nothing's happening down there, it usually doesn't, but I don't even think there's much sausage making, not only in the rank and file, but also leadership is is pretty fresh and new. Uh, in terms of young, in one way, I'm very happy to see that. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had that complaint at the national level, but it's so hard for anybody to be able to afford to be a legislator, uh, it, it, this part-time structure, this let's not pay them anything really. Uh, makes only a few people able to do that job. Uh, And so I'm kind of excited. I don't know how they're doing it, but I'm excited that they're down there because they should be reflective of who we are.
1: Okay, so Randy, that brings up the question that has been discussed already on this program in the last couple of weeks. Um, Should we be going to every year uh, instead of every other year now that we're a grown-up state?
2: No, I think you've got other states, four, there's three other states have uh, interims. And now, I mean, every other year, but you've got so much committee work going on and IFC, the um, the interim finance committee, makes decisions during the off year. So I don't think you need to go to every year. I do think we need to seriously get better pay for these people. And, and I'd love to governor. Because the pay
1: is actually ridiculous. Because
2: it's like, what is it? You, know, you get paid for the first 60 days of a 120 day session. I mean, you can't, you get, you know, you get your per diems and you get this and that, but but Fred's right. We are not, we're not getting the best and the brightest because we are getting people that say, oh, I can do this in my part-time, you know, waitress job, or I can take off time from being a school teacher or something like that. Not that I love school teachers, you know that. Uh, but but it's not, we're not getting people that can, that can do this more full-time and it needs to be more full-time
1: all right but also we have to throw politics into that because uh people like you know a Bill raggio or somebody like why would they want to put themselves through the election process to end up in carson city for four months well that's
0: a fair question first you asked her a question I was hoping you'd ask me. Hell yes, we need an annual legislature. <laughs> 3.2 million headed for 4 million. When you don't have a regular uh, well-paid legislature and you don't have it meeting on an annual basis, you hand all that power over to a few. It's not transparent. Okay, uh, I agree with th- that. I think that is a serious flaw with, with this process. and uh, And it's one of the many reasons why our government seems to be more dysfunctional than it needs to be. Finding people to run for any office in this day and age, I think... I take my hat off to them. There's so much uh, mm-hmm. that comes out. We. We have, apparently, private eyes that put tracking devices on cars now and all kinds of things. This, is, this was literally happened to the Reno mayor. Yes, yeah. and, and so uh, I think anybody thinks very long uh, and hard, and then the disruptive nature of our legislative session, because 80% of it has to come 400 miles from Clark County to function in it uh, most days. Uh, we need to really think about a way to get this government down into Clark County more present than just in the Sawyer building.
2: But I like his idea of, at least of an annual session that does budgeting. I mean, maybe it is, it's not a full 120-day session. That's one way we think you
0: could do it under the Constitution, a 90-day regular session, and then on the even year do a budget review. Again, because economies are so volatile and unpredictable, and we're running surprising surpluses that, that, you know, why let that wait for two years? We could do Mm some. All
1: right, but now, (laughs) a couple of things. One, A- um, or is Carson City going to have a heart attack, and I'm talking about the community of Carson City, if you move a portion of the legislature to Southern Nevada? Um, I, I think that that would be kind of scary. And then, uh, for those with long memories, there was the 30% pay increase. Uh, uh, actually, I think it was pension increase mm-hmm. for legislators probably, what, 25, 30 years ago? Oh, geez, it's okay. A, it's a long time ago. Bob yeah. Sater was uh, you know, Chairman of Assembly Judiciary, so it's been a while. Um, and All of those people that voted for that got thrown out, and they had to reverse it almost immediately. So the idea of A, pay raises for legislators, and B, full-time, and C,
0: every year, um, are Nevada voters ready for anything like that? I think they are, honestly. Really? A very strong case could be made. We've seen it happen at the county and and local level. They've been able to raise their, their wages to a far more workable level. Uh, why should they be leading the way? Our state should be uh, in a situation where people are fairly paid. And again, you do. Uh, th- there is a relationship of quality associated with pay. Uh, many of our key leaders in constitutional offices take cuts in pay to be able to serve in the Nevada government. That makes no sense whatsoever. Happens at the national level too. Uh, when we see these insane salaries for corporations and corporate heads, and we're at such a piddly level at the uh, public level, you get what you pay for. And you, and I think that. Uh, as Randy has said it's long overdue we should establish an interim committee that could bring back recommendations they have it within their power to raise it they should.
1: Mm. Alright, so public service isn't just public service anymore, then. and, and I'm not no, saying I'm against goal. it, but yeah. I mean you know the, the public's general opinion is. You know, not to want to pay more for public officials.
2: Well, if you look at paying for Congress, like we're doing now, I mean, which they get paid very well, but that's—I mean—we need to consider that these guys really are doing a full-time job. Even in the interim, uh, our legislators are working. So I think we need to compensate them for it. And as we're—you know—as the governor's proposing a tax uh, increase for salaries for state employees, why not we looking across the board to the judges and to the all of the all of the people? Um, I mean. We gotta be a grown-up state, like you said.
0: We need staffing, too. I mean, not only, but but we need to grow up into an adult uh, legislature and an adult government uh, because the citizens need it. They need that contact, that interaction, that level of service year-round, every year, not just in off years.
2: Well, yeah, you have 25% of the workforce right now gone in the state government. I mean, we're talking about an inefficient state government because we can't get enough people to work there, so that's why the governor's proposing um, salary increases. You've got to, we gotta pay them better. Um, and yes. I'm the fiscal conservative saying that so
1: all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. To lots more here. some pricing asses coming out right after this timeout.
0: Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over seven billion dollars a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move, over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Carson Valley Inn. your place or the good times. Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, ProGroup takes a proactive approach to clear the path, to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you.
2: save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com.
1: As you know, Reno is booming. Tolls Development Company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Tolls Development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com. tollsdevelopment.com.
2: This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, taking a look at the current legislative session with Fred Locken, Professor of Political Science at Truckee Meadows Community College, and political consultant Randy Thompson. So in previous sessions, we've said because of term limits that that has given all the power to the governor and to the lobbyists and the LCB. But now with a supermajority in one house and almost a supermajority in the other house, the power appears to have changed.
2: Well, what's interesting is with so many new people, the power, the leadership, Steve Yeager and and, um, Canazaro, really are controlling everything. I mean, they're going to get their caucuses to vote with them. So the power is just getting more and more concentrated, um, and I, you know, yeah, the lobbyists were down there yesterday, and they're 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 educating all the new legislators on how to vote, and here's the bills, and yeah, you know, so yeah, it, you're really getting more consolidation of power.
0: Fred, I agree entirely, and uh, of course, anytime you have a new governor coming in, uh, there are uncertainties, there are changes in that staffing as well, and the ability to work with the legislature and get the sausage making working early enough to have a, a floor plan of getting things through and, and agreed to. This is going to be a very difficult session, and I think that uh, Why? a lot of people are worried. Uh, in essence, you have a governor that came out with an ideological uh, state of the state uh, that is completely a disconnect to the majority, the supermajority, that's sitting in both chambers. Uh, it's that one vote is the only firewall he's got in, his le- in this legislative setting, and this was not the speech I think he should have been launching. How do you feel about that, Randy?
2: I, well, I thought it was actually really substantive, and I thought he gave the Democrats what they wanted. Well, okay, I mean, in the substantive. Sense of, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, he talked about the regulations that he wanted to revise. That was one of—I I was on the Economic Development Transition Team, and that was one of our big issues. Was we need to look at our professional licensure process and the fact that a doctor that moves here from California has to go through so much to become a Nevada doctor. So we need to streamline some of those licensure procedures. I think COVID even showed us how. Our health system was such at flux without that influx of of -of out-of-state doctors. So that, to me, was substantive, The, the talking about the budget, $2 billion more for education. I mean, he gave that to the Democrats, and would they come out, oh, we need 250 more. So to me, there is no pleasing of the Democrats when it comes to education. And yet, here he is saying, we've got to fix our system.
0: Most of that money for (coughs) K-12 was already in the pipeline. It's structured in a budget. uh, He didn't change it from what uh, Sisolak was going to be proposing, but he did make fairly substantive substantive changes in the budget, which you don't do coming into a session. They're going to be in April and still making data uh, dumps to to, uh, legislators. That's that's bad form. I think that's going to create a lot of unhappiness. And the agenda was there. I'm sorry, election denial. Uh, coming in the door and, and drinking the Kool-Aid uh, that there's something wrong with Nevada's election uh, offended me. Uh, and that is not something that he needed to go to. Wait a minute. The okay. issue of ballot vouchers, harvesting which was are elected,
2: gonna, uh, Ballot harvesting was illegal four years ago, and now it's legal. So let's just say that they made some changes that Recreational a lot of was
0: illegal eight years ago, and now it's legal. I mean, that's the process. It's a state that's growing up. And uh, it's not the issue that it's legal. Give me the harm. Uh, And that would be, uh, this could be a discussion they could have had someplace else but dumping it there was just kind of paying to a base and not looking for an attempt to be bipartisan with the the majority that the governor has to work with. I think there are other issues that should have been prioritized. And the idea of vouchers, uh, we've debated that for decades, but remember this is not a governor that actually won. Steve Sisolak lost the election. He only won by 1.5 percent. Most of the government is Democrat. And so it's not like we are the purple state we used to be. And I think it required a more sophisticated approach because this governor can accomplish a great deal, but not starting where he's starting. Okay, but
1: but the state of a state is a political (coughs) speech. It is, you know, (laughs) I said this to a group yesterday. Uh, You know, it used to be that when you got elected, you know, after an election, you got a grace period where you got to put forth your ideas and your plans and they would be debated and not immediately attacked. That no longer happens anymore. It's like from day one everybody's at each other's throats and I mean it hasn't appeared to be at each other's throats right now and in fact uh, Lombardo has made several speeches that I've attended where he's talked about knowing that he needs to reach across the aisle and work with the Democrats. So I don't think that he thinks that he's a king. I think he realizes you know the job he has ahead but he got elected he got elected based on the platforms he ran on and you know what if he won by one vote that's a win right i mean you know it's it's not a question of um boy he just scraped through he won he's the governor and it's up to him to put forth you know his ideas you know initially and you know see where they go that's what the legislative session is for so for the next four months we will see this all hashed out um i wanted to go back to Wait, hold on go ahead <clears throat> i don't think he was an oh. election
2: denier i'm going to say he he questioned the the integrity of the election like a lot of us have and this whole idea of ballot harvesting the whole idea of mailing out ballots to dead people that's a concern to me and then two he didn't vo- vote for vouchers he's going for the opportunity scholarships which is proven to be a very good
0: potato potato.
2: <laughs> okay. But we need to, if you're a school teacher, you are a professor, you don't don't students have a choice, don't parents have a choice in their education? Because right now we're at this one size fits all kind of mentality when we have all kinds of opportunities out there for kids to learn?
0: Well, you have choice, but you're taking public dollars and putting it into a private spot. That is a very big step, and where it's been done in other states, it's, it's undermined the public education system and defeated the efforts of trying to improve performance in the public sector. We should be focusing on solutions that will work rather than giving cash payouts to people Uh, To find a different type of education. Unless so you're telling me today that k-12 education that's publicly funded in the state should close down No, if that's the discussion then sure let's get every parent their money and let them go out and have choice But we want to support a public system and to do that We don't eat it away by a death of a thousand cuts because the money doesn't just come from a special fund It comes from every school district. It gets transferred away from that school district and if it gets sizable enough those districts are struggling. And you're also, nobody is going to be able to afford to go to a private school on that voucher. So they're putting a caste system of, of the poor people in the public education system and those who can going off to someone else. That, that's not the yeah, There's only one private school
2: be. here we're talking about. We're, now. T- we're talking about <laughs> charter schools that are publicly funded, charter schools that are publicly funded. Those are public dollars. And to go from Coral Academy to Billinghurst to Reno High School, that's all in the same public system. So I want to kind of get, I'm on his advisory board, so I'm trying to be cautious <laughs> here, but still any, you know, I mean, Fred and I are, Fred and I are close, we're but
0: provocateurs.
2: <laughs> But I think the charter school system is a publicly funded school system. It just gives choice. It gives di- different learning styles. So. There's only one private school that's getting money. Up here, Minogue and and Gorman down in Vegas. But most of those kids want the option to go to a charter school.
0: The fear is that five, ten years from now, you'd see maybe three private schools or four, because it's not limiting it. It would be able to go to private schools, and it's going to inspire them to come along.
2: Well, if private schools are fulfilling a need, then I'm all for it.
1: Okay, so, so to me, there are two real discussions here. One is teachers' pay and getting them to a point where... It's a profession, and that they can make money, and and in, enjoy their life at the same time, which is what we all hope for in our jobs. The other is results, and there there seem to me to be two different things, kind of like running for election and governing. They're are two different things, and the results are, I think, you know, especially in southern Nevada, what concern most people.
0: And and what's your response to that? Well, I think it's fair. I uh, to begin with, I, I was rather shocked that there wasn't uh, a proposal for pay increases, subst- substantive pay increases for K-12. I mean, that is so long overdue in this state. And we have such a hor- horrible turnover. But I, I agree on accountability. The, the issue is is clarity. I mean, we the, sometimes the politicians getting involved are not the solution. Sometimes allowing it for who we see as the K-12 solution, uh, experts is not the solution. The, the, the answer is probably somewhere in between that. But also reasonable time to show success. Uh, there was a deadline of only two years in the state of the state address Uh, in a a district like Clark County that's just not enough the whole idea of breaking up some of our districts are way too large I've, I've never been fond of the size of even Washoe so I don't know how they deal with it in Clark but Instead of trying to solve this in a 120-day session, mm-hmm. we should be doing some white papers and investigations and, and figuring out what really fits th- the appropriate reality of Nevada. Nevada is kind of like the Ellis Island of the 21st century. It has a set of problems in K-12 that don't exist in 49 other states. So we can't mm-hmm. take solutions from 49 other states and bring them here. Everybody's problems from every other state comes to Nevada, where families are moving here for a great start and a great start, but they're bringing their kids and dumping them into a high school system where they're already two or three years behind the school they came from if they were actively engaged in that school.
1: Okay, but I I, I look at a white paper and I wonder if we have enough shelves for it to sit on and gather dust because that's invariably what happens with these studies. (laughs) You get the last (laughs) word, but please about 30 seconds.
2: Well, no, we've seen several studies. We had a bill back in 15 to break up the Clark County District. Instead, they formed a committee. So I think we've been committed to death. It's time for action.
1: All right, let's take another break and we'll be right back.
2: It's the 10 million point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point break the bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino. What do you count
0: on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you. But we're not looking at the past we're focused on the future while our standards are high our rates will remain low and our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards but leading the way because you can count on more than just your power you can count on the company who brings it to you that's our promise you can count on it
2: like a traditional
0: handmade basket Retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over one in 10 workers.
2: Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Imagine magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic, it's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward.
1: Brian Culpa Photography was born in the rolling hills of Massachusetts, and now he can help you experience the stunning beauty of Nevada in a whole new way through the power of flight. Flying has always been a passion for Brian, and at Brian Culpa Photography, he can make your imagination soar. Brian has the creative mind and tools to tell your unique story. Experience the bird's eye view at brianculpaphotography.com.
2: This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Fred Locken and Randy Thompson. Um, So uh, the governor recommended that we suspend the uh, state's gas tax for a year, which gathers 23 cents per gallon on all motor fuel. Is there not a thing where it has to be risen up? Um, You know, if if we cut it, it has to go up anyway?
0: He had indicated he was going to take surplus money to backfill for the 12 months. So, because he, he also said that the NDOT and others would still get their money. So, it's, it's kind of like Kenny Gwynn giving a $300 check back. This is He's trying to give something back, but I explained to my students that 23 cents a gallon, it's going to take a while for that to add up to something. It's a gesture, it's symbolic, but it's not going to really help too many families uh, feed themselves or, or pay for rent. Do you have a last thought on that?
2: Well, I, I actually, the trucking group even came out against getting rid of the, of that gas tax when Sisolak threw it out there um, because the Fed can make it up or, you know, there's some complicated yeah. formula. But um, I think anything that helps make eggs cheaper is going to help people right now.
1: Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> um, last 10 seconds. Uh, are you optimistic in this change of government? Because I hear a lot of people, R's and D's, who are very pleased that there's been a change of a top.
0: Well, I, I dare say it was not a popular governor. So I think there's a real fresh start opportunity here. We have a chance to be a, a Gibbons or a Sandoval. I'm praying for a Sandoval. Randy?
2: Uh, I think it'd be Sandoval, just not as uh, outgoing. But I think, I think Joe's great. I really am I'm happy with the change. I
1: think more Kenny Gwynn myself, CEO. and <laughs> that's, that's very true.
2: He is more of a CEO.
1: And that's where <laughs> we have to leave it. Thank you both very much for a spirited conversation, and we'll be right back.
2: Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel always at the cutting edge of progress. Each day, the Children's Advocacy Alliance partners with leaders, legislators, and families across Nevada to improve children's health, education, economic well-being, and safety. We recognize Nevada will be no better than the state of its children. Be a part of this change. Be a supporter of the Children's Advocacy Alliance. For more information, go to caanv.org. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologist and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. And with the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope is here. All because we are here. UMC.
1: As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. We'll see you on the next show.